Well, hello and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. And this week, as every other week has been, frankly, is a real goodie. Because, of course, we've been talking about it for some time. But Coronation Street, which we'll be starting with this week, um, it's their 60th anniversary. And um, I have the lovely Claire Ruck with me again this week. Hi, Claire. Hi, Hannah. We've been talking about this for a while, haven't we? I think probably since September. And finally, it's the week. Um, Can you tell us a bit about it? So it's so yes, we have been talking about it since September, and I, we've been thinking about it, you know, all, all of this year really. Um, so I'm, and I'm sure Coronation Street have because they've been building up to this moment. And don't forget that um, Coronation Street back in February also celebrated another another landmark when it did its ten thousandth episode. So they've had yeah. two big excitements this year. It's a um, big year for them. It is, um, and it all started, you know, back on the 9th of December, nineteen sixty. I'm not sure how many people were born then. I certainly wasn't. I'm sure you weren't either. I certainly wasn't. (laughs) And it had a very young actor in it, William Roach, and he made his debut of Ken Barlow, and the rest, they say, is history. Yeah. And he really hasn't changed that much, has he? He's so good. I I think we talked about this before, but I, I read an interview with him and... He basically said that he feels as fit as a fiddle and, you know, could just keep on going till he was 100, you know, yeah. or more. And he re- he's just incredible, isn't he? He is, he is. And, uh, you know, so this was back in the 1960s, you know. Every, it, TV back then was still in black and white. Can you, can you imagine that, watching TV in black and white? And they had, <laughs> I think they just had... I'm not sure. I think they may have only had ITV and BBC One. I don't think BBC Two had come online at that point. Um, Look how far we've come, and we've got all the different channels now. Although the, my children did ask me the other day if I lived in the black and white days, so you know, <laughs> cheeky. <laughs> exactly. No Christmas presents this year. <laughs> so you know, we all know it as you know Coronation Street, and you can't think of it as being called anything else but it was going to be called um florizel street but the story goes that there was a tea lady called agnes who thought it sounded a bit like the name of a disinfectant and i (laughs) i think she's quite right don't you well especially because um what's the what's the um what's the one that that mrs hinch uses um she uses a disinfectant doesn't she yes Um, it sounds just like that actually yeah so yeah she was right yes yeah, it's um, so I'm really pleased they they um, they settled on Coronation Street, and you know, and if we think back to 1960, it had actually only been sort of seven years since we since Queen Elizabeth II had had her coronation. So perhaps that was all in their minds, and that's an odd will, thing. Will isn't they it? will they go back over that, Claire, or will they just? Is it just like a really phenomenally good script this week, or are we going to see um, some kind of going back over the years so that we see what it used to be like? No, it is just it's just it's just a big special. Okay, okay. So so you know and so here we go. Uh, this is this is the week that it all happens. It's the end of Yasmin's trial. You know we saw her last week start the trial. Jeff was in court lying. Um, will she be found guilty or will the innocent? grand be set free now i hope she is set free because you know what just before christmas that they need to do justice don't they finally to the storyline yes i would really hope she's she's set free but you know he is a consummate liar 
and uh, yeah. she's she's not the first woman that he has abused. So like he's he's gotten away with it before, and certainly we saw with his first wife Elaine, Tim's mum. She is she's really scarred mentally by it, and and is you know very fragile as a result. Um, so yeah, so you know let's fingers crossed. But he you know like you know with Jeff there's always drama, and it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Um, you have to tune in to find out how the trial goes, but. He he does have a he does have um, a dust up with Alia, her granddaughter, and uh, as you do, he goes into number six, sloshes lighter fluid around, and sets sets the house on fire. Oh my gosh! What it just it gets worse and worse. The thing mm. is, is that with people like this, and we see this all the time, don't we? Is that we see that it kind of it escalates. They're they're they do one crime, if you like, or they're, they're, they're awful in one way, and, and then they get away with it, so they sort of push it a bit further and a bit further again. And, you know, this is serious stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it is really serious. You do not set a house on fire, um, you know, because fire gets out of control really, really easily. And we have to ask, will someone die? He has, you know, the house is on fire. It's, you yeah. know, it's really, it's a really, really uh, serious situation, as any fireman will tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, a little bit of sort of romance or a nice storyline with uh, with Peter and Carla coming up, isn't there? Because he asks her to marry him, but there's a piece of this jigsaw that's missing here, isn't there, that we yeah. know about, but he doesn't, but he's going to find out. And that yeah. is, of course, that she slept with Adam. Yes. <laughs> I know. And, you know, Adam is his nephew as well, so... Um, Peter is a twin, um, and his sister Susan, who, who died many years ago, um, married Mike Baldwin, and Adam is their child. So, so his nephew slept with his girlfriend. <laughs> As we know, oh. in all the soaps, they never ever ever have relationships with anybody outside of you know their their, their circle, do they? No, that is it, oh, it's a bit incestuous, isn't it? Really, oh <laughs> <Yes>. dear. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> And of course, it's um, it's it's kind of over for Coronation Street in terms of uh, Ray moves in with the the bulldozers, doesn't he? And this is a this is this is a really sad moment in time, and I I just can't. I, I'm just really hoping that at the last minute somebody comes in and saves the day because surely Coronation Street can't be bulldozed. I, I'm hoping it can't be bulldozed. But, yeah, the, the dumper trucks are in there. Um, they made an application for the brewery to be to be made into a listed building. Um, but um, Ray's trying to scupper that and get ahead of that, that piece of paper. Um, and, and as the bulldozers move in towards the brewery, the residents set up camp in front of it. And Rita, they, they've got Rita out. Isn't that amazing? She's a, another long, long-term member of the cast. Um, Rita's out there and she leads We Shall not be moved of course that's the song you've got mm. to sing isn't it of course of course <laughs> roy's got his thermos i mean that yeah. is the most important thing isn't it i think so <laughs> i think that's the most important thing but you, there's sometimes nothing beats a coffee out of a thermos <laughs> no exactly and also ken he stands in front of the bulldozer now nothing can happen to ken ken's no. been there as we've just said from the very very first episode yes Yes, he has. And he's daring it to run him over. He's standing there, he's got his shopping bags, you know, and he's right up against the diggery bit. It's, it's really... It, it's And, of course, Ken, he really loves Coronation Street yes. because he moved out and then he, and then he came back. Yes. Which, you know, which is always the rightful place for him, frankly, anyway. Never should have left. No, no. So, yes, yeah, so is it the end of the cobbles? Are we going to have a business regeneration zone here? Are we going to have glass-fronted... 
high-rise buildings full of full of you know city types when we should really be having you the locals going down to the rovers oh yeah i hope this is gonna i just yeah can't happen not they can't i I might go i might go and pitch up with ken to be honest with you if roy's got an extra cup um (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be an absolutely uh a stonking week for Corey, i'm sure now emmerdale um so everything's going to sort of pale into insignificance but not really because all the other soaps have got some great things too um there's alarming news for harriet isn't there Yes. So we all know we we all know Hannah that as soon as you bury a body in a soap, it generally makes an unscheduled reappearance, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, generally, yeah. <laughs> so so we remember that Dawn killed Malone. Malone was that horrible, horrible policeman, and he was trying to kill kill Dawn. He was manipulating people. He was really generally unpleasant, and. Um, Harriet discovered Dawn in crisis and Malone dead on the floor and uh, she helped dispose of the body. So as a vicar, she thought, well, she was burying a parishioner that week. So what a better place to do but to pop Malone's body in the grave. And um, that seemed to be the end of the issue. Um, But then this week, of course, a woman called Jean contacts Harriet and says that... um, she, she would like to request an exhumation of her father's body because she'd like to move it to a graveyard that's closer to where she's going to be living. Oh, and no, it's the grave, isn't it? The one yeah, that she's put the body it. in. Oh, no. I mean, you couldn't make that. Well, you, they have made it up. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. And I mean, of all the graves, she must be thinking, not that one, not that one. And here we, here we have it. So Jean's going, so I'd like to... Ex- have my father's grave exhumed and Harriet's going no because there's two bodies in there not one oh my goodness but so is she going to try and go back in to do to deal with it before the body is exhumed well that's I'll we'll have to wait to find out that's okay, next okay. week I'm getting ahead of myself I'm getting ahead of myself yes. <laughs> this week it. she's just sort of going oh my goodness what are we going to do you know and the bishop comes down because you can't just you cannot just exhume bodies. There has to be there has to be a good reason for it. And Quite. generally, yeah. um, it's it's because there's you know that they're uncertain about the cause of death or something. Um, mm, mm. Yeah, no, you can't just go digging up bodies. I believe that's a criminal act. Yes. Um, and then, of course, there's the the storyline again. We touched on this last week, but it's sort of made really. It's made a lot of coverage in the press, hasn't it? This storyline in Emmerdale because. Um, Laurel and Jay, they knew there could be some issues with their unborn baby and um, the results come in and, and the baby has Down syndrome. And um, it's, it's very, very emotional as they, as they come to a very painful decision to end the pregnancy. And, and I, I think a lot of people who are following this will have seen the kind of furore around this and the fact that Emmerdale have sort of have come out and said that they're sort of I mean they've dealt with it very sensitively I think but a lot of people feel very strongly that this is not what people should be doing um I think I read an article earlier today that you know somebody said that I feel like I shouldn't be here now that and it's it's very very difficult but it's often where we find ourselves with soaps like this isn't it dealing with a subject area that does evoke emotions and feelings on on both sides and um i think it's isn't it four episodes this goes across no this it's so no it's a four-hander on on the um on the on on the friday episode um, i see it's, it's, okay it's, a, it's an emotion very emotional because um i didn't mention that um uh, a couple of weeks ago that um 
uh, Rona and Marlon have Leo who has Down syndrome. So, 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 so Rona and Marlon sit on the other side of of of, of where um, Jay and Laurel find themselves. So, so Rona gets a bit upset about it, you know, and so it is a very personal decision. And yeah. you are quite right that there has been an awful lot of coverage because 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 of some people yeah it's it's two 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 decisions two completely different decisions um and uh so you know very sadly uh laurel and jay make the painful decision very very painful decision um that they that they are going to end their pregnancy and across the village um, we see Rona and Marlon talk about what joy and happiness and how how little Leo has has brought light into their lives. So it's, a very, yeah. it's going to be a very emotional episode. It's so hard and it's so individual and it's so personal. And I think that anybody watching this will, will won't, you know, there won't be a dry eye in the house, will there? No, no. Um, OK, moving on then, EastEnders. Um Sharon finds Ian's lifeless body in the Vic. Yes, so this so last week we 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 cut at the end, you get the diff diffs in EastEnders and you've seen you saw Ian lying there. Um and then last week we talked about who could have done it to him. And and this week, you know, Sharon Sharon walks into the Vic, she sees his lifeless body there, uh, and she calls for an ambulance. Um but you know, on the you know, this is a really, really really vicious attack because the attacker has spray painted burning hell on the pub doors oh god i mean that's Awful. i mean to attack someone's one thing but then this is i think that's quite 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 brutal and is is really unpleasant the, the, the thing is ian has upset a lot of people over many years hasn't he so there, there does feel like there's you know quite a few people that might be gunning for yeah. him Yes, completely. And uh, the police arrive, and as as in Coronation Street, we only have Craig. Jack is in charge of the investigation, <laughs> despite the fact that Max, his brother, is one of the probably one of the big suspects. Oh, but um, well, he makes his arrest. I mean, he does make an arrest, Jack. But he does make an arrest. I'm not sure. Has he got the right person? I mean, it's all very quick, isn't it? It is all very very quick. We have no idea. I mean, now this one's going to. This one is set to run. There are going to be lots of arrests. There's going to be lots of people you know going there's going to be lots of red herrings i think it's going to put, mm, you said mm. you love a who done it so they're going this one is going to be a good who done it and i do i do love a who done it and also i love it when it's never when i can't get it you know and it, and it really is a twist in, yeah. in it and i mean i think they do need more more police in the square not only because of the high level level of criminality but um also this week um kush hands himself in doesn't he yes so i did say why why would you hire kush as a getaway driver so they <laughs> left him behind in the classic car heist and um so so this week he hands himself into the cops to say hey you know it was me um and um but you know like he wants to leave the square and you know we all know his gambling habits means he's broke and mm. um so he and cat if they are going to leave the square they need them they need the heist money um yeah. but phil is being a bit you know is, isn't paying up shall we say no and i mean what does it i mean if he does that what's what's how's that gonna leave you know cat and phil i mean where's it gonna leave them is he gonna grass them up too well, who knows? No, you don't. You don't cross a Mitchell. You don't. I mean, that's just a bad thing to do. You just, yes. Yeah. You know, 
the, historically, that's not the right thing to do. Yes. <laughs> um, now, Hollyoaks is great because we all love this kind of Edward, and I know you love Edward, but um, the Edward and Diane story, um, kind of, it's all about them this week, isn't it? Yes, yes. So I think I think Edward's a, it's such a great a great villain, um, and uh, this week he's planning to pro- to propose to Diane. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Why? How? How is this even happening? <laughs> I know, I know. So you know, like you know, a couple of weeks ago, Edward set Tony up with another woman. You know, so that really is really moving Tony away from Diane, um, and um, she's upset that Tony slept with this other person. Um, and t- when she confronts him, Tony says, "Yeah, well, what? What's it to you? You know, you're not. We're not together anymore. So you really don't have any say over my private life." But then he he caves and he says you know he loves her and he wants her back but is is diane too far down the edward route oh it's just all a bit wrong isn't it it's like it's wrong on every every level um i have really hope i really hope she isn't too far down that route because poor old tony he's been through a rough ride hasn't he i mean honestly so so this this i think we're really going to see all the um the crimes that perhaps Edward has committed. There's, he's done something in his life that he's hiding. Mm. Um, we do know one thing is that um, the police did did uh, take him in for questioning when his wife died in an pl- aeroplane crash. So uh, they thought that he might have been involved in her death. And this is Verity's mum. Um, so, so that's the only thing we know that he was mm. he we know that he might have been he, he might have done um yeah. so anything else has got to come out so you know verity is very angry with her debt with her dad for every, so she knows she has all the dirt on him um for everything that he has done and when he blames her for her mother's death so there's obviously a big family mm. row um she swears revenge and says she'll tell diane everything so what mm. is there to tell? I mean, that must yeah. be, and that, well, maybe that's, but maybe that's the missing part because Diane might be too far down this road until she hears this information. Yeah, yeah she might. That might do. be the turning point. Yeah, but then when Verity decides to expose his crimes, someone ends up in hospital. Is this going to be? It's going to be Verity or Diane that ends in hospital, isn't it? I don't know. It. Yes, yes. Maybe Tony. Who knows? Oh, not Tony. He's been through enough. Poor guy. <laughs> he really has. <laughs> leave Tony alone. Maybe we should have a campaign to leave Tony alone. Um, okay. So Holby, um, I think the fans are going to be kind of blindsided this week a bit, aren't they? Because Sasha um, proposes to Jodie, which is um, well a bit unexpected. Unexpected, unexpected. I think there's I mean, bigger words. I mean, than that's, that, yeah, that's that's yeah. I mean, he, uh, the thing I say it's unexpected. You're right. There is much bigger words for that. But I mean, Essie has not long gone, and I suppose in a way, the way that we're seeing um, Sasha's behaviour is just very indicative of someone who isn't dealing with grief very well and is trying to perhaps sweep it under the carpet or try and get on with things by masking it. And, I, and I, that's what—that's how I'm seeing the behaviour. Yes, yes, you're probably right on that one. Um, his friends are horrified, absolutely horrified. You know, Fletch, Donna, and Dom—they've all been watching Jodie. They—they're not quite sure about her. Well, in fact, 
I think they're downright hostile towards her would be a better way of putting it. Mm. Um, and, um, and then when he does the proposal, he does it on the ward. He doesn't, he doesn't take her out for a fancy dinner and put a nice suit on and go down <laughs> in one knee and get a big sparkly rock out like every girl wants. He sort of does it while she's trundling the tea tea trolley around the ward <laughs> all he needed was a you know a christmas cracker ring and it would have been yeah. the icing on the cake wouldn't it <laughs> i know and he did it in front of all those of, of his friends fletch donna and dom who are horrified and nobody congratulates jody and sort of sasha then walks off it's it's sort of a bit of an anti-climax really um mm, yeah. I, I, I thought i think i mean i don't think this wet personally um, if I was a betting woman, I don't think this wedding will ever happen because it's, it's just clearly just so devastated by what's gone on that this is just a... I, you do see it. I, I think you do see it in real life, people moving on that quickly, masking the issue, helping them. It helps them with their grief, I think. Um, as I say, it sort of masks it to a degree. Yes, yes. Um, we've also got uh, old bad boy Cameron back to his uh, uh, dirty old tricks again, haven't we? He is just... He's just so bad this week. So, so bad, Hannah. You'll just be amazed. Um, you know, so so he uses really dirty tactics to tarnish Chloe's reputation and beat. And um, they're both up for a position on the board. Uh, so who will win that position on the board? Um, and where did it all go wrong for the ex-lovers? You know, at one point he did kill her attacker, Evan, when um, she, she was dating Evan and he was... He was another abuser and he did some, you know, he really attacked her and um, uh, she stabbed him. And when they brought him to the hospital, um, Cameron, Cameron, I think that's where he first made his first killing. He went in and fiddled with the machinery and Evan died. Um, mm. You know, so he did all of that back then for her. And now completely he is out to destroy her. But the thing is, as soon as you cross him or he gets jealous, I mean, just, I mean, to be a character like that, you're fairly flippant and feisty and all the rest of it, aren't you? You're unhinged yep. is probably the right word, actually. Um, and that's exactly what he is, isn't it? But again, like with all these storylines, when's he going to get found out? Because they, they do always meet their sticky end eventually, don't they? Yes, yes. I think, um, I think a couple of people are suspicious of him. Um, I don't, I mean, I think, Chloe doesn't think that he's like a, that bad a person, just that he's being really unpleasant to her. I mean, mm. there's, there's a difference, isn't there? Someone being jealous and unpleasant to to killing people. So yeah. I don't think she, I don't think they've quite realised how bad a person he is. No, it's oh god, it's all going on this week. Every week, I think it can't get any better, and it just does. And in the run up to Christmas as well, and with the restrictions they've got, I think they're all doing phenomenally well, don't you? Yes, I do. I mean, so the Holby one this week, uh, yes, they are all wearing masks in, you know, in a hospital. You really wouldn't, you really wouldn't know that um, you were in a lockdown and that we no. all had to wear masks everywhere. It, it works really well because it's a ho- it, it's a it's a hosp- it's a hospital, um, and I think it's you know in Coronation Street and Emmerdale and 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 all the other soaps. You know, when people are in shops, you see them all masked up, and you actually. When we go to the supermarket, we all mask up. Mm, so mm. it's kind of normal life now. It's, it has become normal life, you're right. Right, well, that's it, um, I'm afraid, from us this week. But next week, 
will we be coming back to cobbles or will they be gone? <laughs> um, and will Kat Slater and Bill Mitchell be behind bars? That is the question we're leaving with you this week. Um, really good to, for you to join us and we will uh, see you again next week. Stay safe. Bye.